1: Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at mhsaa.com at mhsaa on Twitter and mhsaa on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan.
1: What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen on the free stream at thehugeShow.net, weekdays three until six. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us. We'll talk about the end of Michigan's basketball season. The Indiana game Saturday night at home and last night against Wisconsin. Two games that were sitting right there for Michigan to win. And their scoring droughts. And coaching. And Hunter Dickinson wearing a ski mask into the Kohl Center. In Madison, Wisconsin. What coach allows that garbage? Or free Juwan, Jet Howard? Oh my lord, wearing that shirt? Hmm. Like he was a victim from what happened last year? Something hasn't been right about this team because you'll see flashes when they look really good and then... They run the ball through Jet. I don't know how Hunter Dickinson is not touching the ball first every damn possession. And they played enough defense to beat Indiana and Wisconsin. That defense was missing for a good six weeks. But you don't wear the ski mask and you don't do the free Juan t-shirts. You don't. Uh, the head coach can see that and say, no, take it off. You know, at the end, you're you're the man in charge. I don't care if it's your son or if it's Hunter Dickinson. If you go back to the start of the season, all the ups and downs, there's just something missing from this team. And you got a big seven-footer as your leader, and he's going to put a damn ski mask on. And some will say, oh, the kids can't have fun anymore. Hey, this isn't a fifth and sixth grade basketball team. I think Dickinson is getting hundreds of thousands of dollars in NIL money to stay. It's called leadership. You needed that win. You get in the bunker. Like I said, they played enough defense against Indiana Saturday night at Chrysler last night in Madison. Those two wins, they're right in the bubble conversation. Instead, it's what? NIT, you hope? Chris Ballas will join us in a moment. I have issues when teams underachieve. I have issues when they're poorly coached. I, I can't just point and say one thing about this team. It's been a collection of... Of A, B, C, D, E, F all season long. And that's on the head coach. And you know what? He will be on the hot seat next year. He's not going to lose his job this offseason. But next year, uh, take the team to the tournament. Finish in the top five uh, in the Big Ten. And again, you look, get some damn offense. Run it through Dickinson. You got a seven-footer. You throw it down to him. You have him get to the foul line. He can shoot the three, but you say go down on the block, turn. Wisconsin isn't that good. Indiana doesn't play that good of defense. You run your offense through him. Yeah, Kobe Bufkin has emerged as a possible first-rounder, and I think when Jed Howard got hurt, he started to figure out, I'm going to take it to the rack. And when he handles a rock and he takes it to the rack like he did on Edie against Purdue at Chrysler, he's really good. And Jed Howard has got to leave his AAU summer ball game in the locker room. This is an underachieving team. They were preseason top 25. Hunter Dickinson isn't getting better. He's regressing. He'll give you flashes where you're like, that's the big man I know. And by the way... If you're going to wear a ski mask and you're a seven footer and you're a basketball player and you're well known and you're going in to steal a victory, you better win the damn game. And also, in case you're ever thinking about a life of crime, it's going to be pretty easy to pick you out of a lineup when they go, okay, uh, lineup, please come in. There's a five, eight guy. There's a five nine guy. what did the perpetrator look like? He was really tall. You mean, like, number three, who's 7-1? <laughs> I have to laugh. Chris Ballas for the Wolverine.com. He doesn't laugh anymore. He, after the TCU loss, he doesn't laugh. He's not laughing at Michigan the last two games. He's done laughing. He just, he will not laugh. How you doing, Chris. I'm all right, Bill. Hanging in there. Yeah, I know. It's not like this team was going to be an NCAA champion or a Big Ten champion or when the season started. You know, I was thinking, hey, get to the tournament, finish, you know, top four or five in the league, and that would be a good season. And uh, what's missing? Because I'm trying to figure it out. And I I said that in my opening huge opinion, Chris. What's missing from this team, you think? Is it coaching? Is it leadership on the floor from Dickinson? Is it too much Jed Howard? What's going on?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it. And it seems like it's something different each week. And, uh, you know, sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. You've got... One of your star players is not interested in playing defense at all. And last night, Jed Howard was playing man when everybody else was playing zone, and gives up a wide open three. You know what? In close games, those are the possessions that make a difference, and that just can't happen at this point in the season anymore. Where you've got these mistakes. Last night, they gave up 15 offensive rebounds to a team that came in 349th in offensive rebound percentage. Yeah. That's hard. that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, the guys aren't putting bodies on guys. That's an effort thing, and if you come in there. And I wrote this today. Uh, you probably read it, or you saw the headline. Read said, everything
1: you write, Chris. I'm a borderline yeah. stalker.
2: <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, but it's like you know, remember the "Do More and Say Less" T-shirts that uh, that Michigan had a long time ago in the tur- you know in the tournament, and uh, that's what this team needs to do. If you're going to talk like that, and you're going to bring attention to yourself, and you better. And you better bring it on the floor and back it up. You know, everybody used to complain about the Fab Five and the way they talked and everything. But when they went on the floor, they backed it up with great play and uh, and won games. Now this team isn't nearly as talented, obviously. So they have to bring it on every play and and, in every game. And they just don't. Uh, Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't and you know winning teams find ways and, and well-led and well-coached teams find ways to win those games down the stretch and let's be fair to juan howard here he's playing with a freshman point guard who he was going to go into the season with Jalen wellen and frankie collins so uh, doug mcdaniel's in a little over his head and i think he's going to get better and better but uh kobe buffkin has improved dramatically jet howard is going to be a, a, an nba player he needs to play harder and, and hunter dickinson is and should be one of the best centers in the country uh, when he brings it. Um, but the leadership's lacking, and uh, they just can't close. And so um, so the antics wear thin, let's put it that way, when you're not winning games, and then you just kind of look like a traveling circus. And uh, and it's embarrassing. Juwan, uh, it was, I think, Hunter Dickinson went on a, a podcast January 3rd and called, called Wisconsin's players a bunch of scumbags, and uh, you just can't do things like that. You can think it. You can't say it, or you shouldn't say it, in my opinion. And you don't show up to an arena with a mask on, and uh, and the, you know the pre Juwan thing. That that was over a year ago. And, oh. and Juan Howard's, to Howard's credit, Bill, you know what he said that in the after and after the game, he said, you know, I, I hope I won't be remembered for that. And he brought it up again. But you don't wear a t-shirt like that in the pre-game, in my opinion, and bring up all those things. And uh, in that environment, you just don't.
1: Yeah, the ski mask, I just don't. You know, if they were undefeated in the Big Ten and they're rock stars, you know, Fab Five-ish, I I would tolerate it. But, uh, yeah, I I think Jed Howard has hurt this team more than he's helped them. I really do. I I think he's he's not a uh, both ends of the floor player. It's still too much uh, summer ball. So we'll see. You know, it's Michigan. You're making millions. I get Juwan is an alum and a former member of the Fab Five, but next year you need the bounce back season and how it's how it works at big yeah. boy D1 basketball. You do.
2: Yeah, and, and last year, I mean, if they hadn't you know, beaten Ohio State without Hunter Dickinson, somehow pulled that one out and give them credit for doing it, right? Um, but between that and then a couple of tournament wins after you, you failed miserably, you had a 17-point lead with about 10 minutes to go against Indiana and end up losing that game in the Big Ten tournament, then we're talking about two bad seasons in a row, uh, and you have to give them credit for making the Sweet 16, but you know a lot of coaches have gone on and, and gotten a couple of wins in the first weekend of the tournament. Uh, it doesn't make up for the fact that you underachieved during the year, and that needs to stop. They need to start reaching and living up to their potential and improving and doing the little things, so the effort areas uh, where you know that you're going to be bringing it every game, and this team just does not do it. And it really does start with Jed Howard. I hate to pick on the kid; These are good kids. I like Hunter Dickinson, too, man. Uh, you know what? And People are going to say, oh, you're coming off like a boomer and this and that, and I'm like, no, I don't think so. You know what? Uh, and I'm not making comparisons to between Juwan Howard and, and John Beeline, they're different people. But what I am saying is that if you're going to put on that act, then you damn well better go out there and play your butt off and you better win some games. Otherwise, you just look like buffoons.
1: Chris Palace, they do a great job at the TheWolverine.com, everything University of Michigan Athletics. He is joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Uh, before I let you go, on the Ann Arbor end, are you hearing anything about the Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday night? Will it be played, the Hoops game?
2: It sounds like it's going to be played, and uh, and we would expect that too. I think we would have heard something by now, and the people that we've talked to at Michigan said that they expect it to be played, and uh, consequently, they're going to be honoring that the 2013 Michigan team at halftime of that game, or before the game, or at halftime. Uh, John Beeline will be there, and uh, and the 2013 Wolverines. So, it should be a great crowd, and I really, really hope uh, that there's a sense of unity at that game. Really, that the game seems meaningless. And I wrote this. You know, it's like given what had transpired uh, a couple of days ago. And um, you, know, you hope that it's a, it's a healing type of thing, frankly. And uh, whatever happens in the game is certainly
1: secondary. I would think that the Mays Rage and the Michigan fans, it wouldn't be surprising if they ask everybody to wear green. I see Hope and Calvin, I think I saw that on my Facebook page, are uh, encouraging fans to wear green tonight. Uh, to their rivalry matchup, so that's pretty cool. And I, I trust Michigan and the fan base and Chrysler—they'll do the right thing on Saturday yeah. night if that game goes down. Chris Ballas, always good to hear your voice, my man. We'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thanks, Billy. All right, Chris Ballas checking in on the Meyer guest on him. Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us next. Uh, he's going to let us in on how they prepare for a possible active shooter situation at all of their MHSAA events and what their plan is with their member schools and everything they do. We'll talk to Mark next. And for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, we'll hear from a retired chief and his thoughts on how law enforcement handled the shootings and the response at Michigan State University and how proud he is of every man and woman and first responder who responded Uh, That will be coming up here at the end of the hour. To the callers online, Michigan
0: will hear you next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
2: Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right?
1: Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org T V. That's MHSAA.tv. Twenty-four-seven, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan, log on to MHSAA dot com.
3: Imagine this. Winning big at
4: Soaring Eagle. Get a taste of sweet rewards, up to five thousand dollars cash, every Friday in February from seven to eleven p.m. Play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar, with prizes from one thousand dollars premium play all the way up to five thousand dollars cash. Don't miss sweet rewards. Only at Soaring Eagle
1: Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
0: Pick up mouth-watering certified Angus beef boneless New York strip steak and pair it with farm-fresh peach or raspberry bubbly Moscato. Get 30% off select Valentine's Day candles and set the table with a three-rose arrangement. Don't forget the sweets. Buy one, get one 25% off Valentine's candy. Find everything you need for a tasty, love-filled Valentine's Day with just one stop at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meijer app. You're listening
1: to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Wednesdays are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything Michigan High School Sports MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and also watch live and on-demand boys' and girls' high school sports at MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. I think Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, is standing by. They're based in Lansing, close to Michigan State Uh, university just a few miles away and i'm sure when everything went down on campus at msu it brought back memories of what happened at oxford the hoaxes that were called in across the state uh, last week and the michigan high school athletic association is connected to big crowds and i reached out to mark and said okay uh, training plans your member schools uh, what do you guys have in place Uh, If you ever have to deal with something involving an active shooter or situation like we witnessed a couple of days ago in East Lansing, Mark Ewell is standing by here on the Hewlett Show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Afternoon, Bill. Uh, I know in business that you always have a plan uh, about what if this happens. Uh, In terms of MHSAA and their member schools, uh, training, connections to law enforcement, what do you guys have in place when it comes to the possibility of dealing with a potential active shooter situation?
4: So uh, I'm going to be a little bit careful, Bill, in terms of what I share because we do do Um, a lot of emergency planning with our schools to get into a lot of the specific details um you know everything that law enforcement tells us is um those exact details and specifics should be shared with schools and not necessarily others that uh you know may have some some nefarious ideas or or goals so that that so what i can talk about generally is we have put together a procedures manual for how schools can create the safest environment possible at events. Um, There's a huge emphasis within that information we give schools. It really starts and ends with emergency planning. It's having a plan. Uh, Every school's uh, stadium setup is going to be different. Uh, every uh, school's indoor venue setup is probably going to be a little different in terms of where do folks go in, where do folks go out, where are, are different exits. Um, is there only one place that, that fans and spectators can enter? Is there multiple places? The key is that whenever you're hosting an event, it, it th- those that are coming to your school know what the plan is, that there is some emergency, and, and this could be... Um, a half dozen different scenarios um, that during a game or prior to a game, if there's an emergency visiting team, here's where you go. Um, if there's a uh, an emergency officials, here's where you go. If there is an emergency during a game, um, fans and spectators, here's where you're going to be directed. And a lot of times, you know, those conversations are are going to be with schools along with whatever local law enforcement um, most often connects. Many of our schools have that school resource officer which then connects them to possibly a county sheriff's department or maybe it's city police or maybe it's township police. But it's really encouraging, Bill, all of our schools to have those planning conversations, those planning meetings, to have that action plan ready to go um, based on their unique setup, circumstances, along with, uh, you know, the relationship they have with local law enforcement. You know, as I've I've spoken on this topic, and this has been something that that we have talked with our school people when I've been face-to-face or even with them virtually during the pandemic, that this is an area that we need to have a plan and we need to be ready, heaven forbid, um, if that scenario ever presents itself. And where this has just hit incredibly close to home for us is a week ago tuesday we're sitting in our our weekly Tuesday morning staff meeting and um one of my my senior assistant directors, he's sitting right next to me. Um, His wife is a counselor at Oakhamus High School, and we're starting on our phones to get the initial reports of a possible shooting at Oakhamus. and I see him get up and go to the door and and talk to one of our uh, secretaries who had some more information, and as he sits sits back down almost uh, pale as a ghost. um, That hit incredibly close to home, and in that 15 minutes of not knowing exactly what's going on over there and then finally him getting a text from his wife that they were all in in lockdown and shelter in place um, Hit very close to home and then obviously uh, being at home the other night and seeing what's happening about 8 miles from our front door um, you know I think I mentioned on the air before that Uh, know a handful of Michigan State students one of those Joey Hauser actually interned in our building uh, here during the fall during the season I've texted with Joey about every other day just you know great game good luck and immediately reached out to Joey and made sure that he was was safe as well as some of the other kids at Michigan State we know and Bill uh, you know two events within a week Um, This hit awfully close to home for all of us here at the MHSA, and frankly, I think this hits awfully close to home for uh, every person that calls Michigan home.
1: Amen. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan on a MHSA Wednesday. It stinks we have to have these conversations, uh, but uh, even when you sit down face-to-face or Zoom with your member schools or local law enforcement, uh, but it's... It's the world we live in today, and you need to be prepared. It's like going to your state championships at Ford Field. Uh, They treat people coming in just like they do a Lions game. There's metal detectors. There's wands. There's empty your pockets. uh, Bag's not allowed. I mean, so uh, that's your biggest venue, uh, and, and in a way, maybe your safest venue because of what Ford Field does for your high school football championships on Thanksgiving Day weekend.
0: It
4: is. And actually, uh, most of our non-school venues, Bill, uh, I would put in that category. So when we move into the Breslin Center uh, next month for two weekends of basketball, they have the security screening at the door, the magnetometers, the metal detectors that, you know, all attendees walk through. Wings Event Center, where we're having team wrestling. And obviously, back at Ford Field, we're, we're just like that. It's the ones that you worry more um, are at some of our, our high schools for those opening round tournaments. Many of our schools across the state, um, security is always front and center. I think uh, what happened at Oxford a year ago was was a huge uh, learning point and, and case in point for a lot of our schools. And now when you go to, to high schools during a regular season game, there are many places where there are definite security and safety protocols in place. You go to other parts of our state, um, generally speaking, the further north that you go and maybe the more remote that you go in other parts of our state, um, I think you'll see a, a little bit less focus on some of those things and and by the way, you know this week the the topic that everybody's talking about. Is obviously the, 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 the violent acts or, or that, you know, that, that armed intruder that, that may be in an event, you know, and just a week ago, and you, you and I talked about it last time we were in studio together, is you had, uh, you know, the DeMar Hamlin, well, what about sudden cardiac arrest? And uh, we just had a, a student athlete in the Tro- Detroit area a week ago that, that suffered a cardiac episode, had coaches there, had an AED there, but unfortunately uh, medical personnel were not able to, to, to save the young man and, and the key for our school is all of those kinds of emergencies that could happen during an event what's our plan how was the plan different for each type of emergency and the key is when when if and when that situation ever presents itself you need to have that plan you not only need to have the plan on a piece of paper but that plan needed to have been practiced um you know, by the adults on your staff and by adults connected with teams um, to hopefully uh, make sure that, uh, you know, the outcomes are as positive as they can be.
1: Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. And a great point from uh, Breslin and other venues uh, that you use, they're treating it just like they would uh, any major sporting event or concert or meeting or uh, event they would have uh, inside their buildings uh, MHSA.com if you want to follow everything, uh, Michigan High School Sports at MHSA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and opt in uh, if you want to on the on demand. Uh, you can sign up live and recorded. Uh, Boys and Girls High School Sports at TV So. Uh, we have uh, playoffs underway or postseason for wrestling, uh, basketball first week of March uh, with the boys and the girls. You got hockey coming up soon, and we're going to begin that swing from the end of winter to spring sports at Michigan high schools.
4: We are, and uh, you know, that certainly a, a big wrestling night. Uh, tonight with team regionals and then this weekend and then uh, you know bowling bowling falls next in line along with competitive cheer and so no it's an incredibly exciting uh, month plus here but uh, I'd be kidding Bill if I didn't say that uh, you know the events of the last 48 hours of definitely put a a a real pall over things uh especially those of us that call mid michigan home where all of us may not necessarily you know be uh you know michigan state fans or or connected spartans but um it again if, if you're a parent and if kids off at college um this has just hit awfully close to home and um like many things i've read this week it enough is enough Kids should be able to go to school. Kids should be able to go off to college, and there's lots of things to worry and be concerned with. Uh, um personal safety and in gun violence should not be one of them and um appreciate you giving me the chance to talk a little bit about this today and for everybody uh, connected with the mhsa our hearts and in prayers uh go out to all the families affected not just those that maybe have lost a child have a child down at sparrow hospital fighting for their lives but uh anybody connected to that campus it's just an awful awful thing
1: Like I said, it just stinks that we have to have these conversations, but uh, we need to, you need to with uh, your member schools, with law enforcement, with your team at the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We need to be prepared, and I think law enforcement and the first responders and how quick they arrived and how prepared they were, I think they saved a lot of lives uh, at Michigan State uh, by what they did and their training and things that uh, the public doesn't see, that the great men and women in law enforcement are doing on a daily basis, and I know, Mark, you and your team, you put safety of your student athletes and your personnel and the coaches and the refs and the fans uh, first. I've watched that firsthand uh, through the pandemic, and that's why uh, when this story hit, I thought it would be the right time to have you let people know across the state and all your members' schools and districts uh, what your plan is to create a safe environment for our kids and parents and officials and coaches and administrators uh, at high school sporting events. Well done, Mark. Uh, we'll talk soon. My best to you and your family. Same to you. Thanks, Bill. All right, Mark Ewell. That, that guy is such a good leader. I swear to God I'd vote for him for president. I mean that. Leadership is something that's in your DNA that you learn from watching others. Whether it's sports, whether it's business, whether it's your mom, dad, uncle, grandfather, grandma, All those people, teachers in your life, youth coaches, high school teachers, coaches, friends, leadership is something you acquire. And you digest and you learn from it. And Mark Ewell, the leadership that he's provided, and we've had what our partnership, but it has nothing to do with him sponsoring Wednesdays. I, I watched him front and center leading the charge for every high school athlete, student, school in this state. I, I watched that for two years, two-plus years, on-air, off-air. and That man won my respect, and he's good for Michigan, and he's great for our Michigan high schools. On the way, of conversation with our friends for the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police MSU situation, those who protect and serve, the True Blue segment uh, will air every Wednesday uh, moving forward on the huge show across Michigan. Our partnership is just a week old with them, and the Michigan State situation really was a chance to show how law enforcement trains for something they hope they never have to respond to, and they did it well, and they serve and protect, so that True Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Remember, over 4,000, I think close, maybe not over, just close to 4,000 openings for police officers in the state of Michigan. So stop by your local police department, county sheriffs, go to the state of Michigan website for Michigan State Police, fill out an application, or just Google uh, your city website. Fill out an app Uh, if you want to join those who protect and serve. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next.
0: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Sun,
3: sun, sun, fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, sun. The Grand Rapids Boat Show at DeVos Place is back. Let's go, gotta go, everyone. Time for fun. Sail, cruise, ski, relax.
2: Everyone's making tracks. Boat Show, gotta go, everyone. In the sun, come on down.
1: Last year, you admired all the great new boats on the water. Well, now's your chance to climb aboard and check them all out. It's
3: the Grand Rapids Boat Show this Wednesday through Sunday. Over five acres of the hottest new runabout, ski and surf boats, deluxe pontoons, fishing
0: boats, center consoles, and personal watercraft.
3: Fabulous motor yachts up to 42 feet. We have the boat, Ski, weightboard, and surf equipment. docks, lifts, and marine accessories. One of the finest antique boat displays in the country. Get the best prices of the year at the Action Water Sports Tubers Truckloads. And register to win an HO Sports Hawaiian Island inflatable raft. The Grand Rapids Boat Show.
1: This Wednesday through Sunday, DeVos Place. For boat line listing and
3: details, go to grboatshow.com.
0: Listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We now continue with another segment of True and Blue, where we partner with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police in the state of Michigan and talk about uh, the great men and women who serve and protect. And I had a chance to meet this gentleman. He is chief of North Muskegon Police on Michigan's West Coast. And I met him at the annual convention when we launched our partnership uh, with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Ed Vivarette is standing by here on the HUGE Show across Michigan. HUGE Lions fan, great father, husband, and also he's dedicated his life to law enforcement. He has a son involved in law enforcement. Uh, How you doing, my man?
3: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having
1: me today. All right. Now, how long, how many years exactly? I think you told me a couple weeks ago when we met, but how many years have you been in law enforcement? 33 years. 33. So you told me you've worked like Michigan State Police, uh, you've worked on the east side of the state, and then now uh, you've moved up uh, the ranks and you're chief of police for North Muskegon, Correct.
3: Correct. Worked for the state police for twenty nine years, and I've been here as chief of police of North Muskegon for the past uh, five uh, five years.
1: So, what's it like being a chief of police uh, there in North Muskegon?
3: It is uh, challenging, fun, exciting, and um, it's something different every day. From um, dealing with car issues, parking situations, to dealing with uh, kids at school, it's just a is a great job. Uh, something new every day.
1: Yeah, that's kind of different from being an investigator in those 29 years with the Michigan State Police and going and flipping to the west side of the state uh, with North Muskegon. And also, you can be a mentor, a leader to men and women, new officers, and those who have been there on the North Muskegon uh, police force. Uh, Tell me about the men and women you have underneath you in North Muskegon.
3: Well, I have one female who is a proud U of M um, graduate. I have seven other Uh, gentlemen that work for me two or three guys have uh, over 20 years in law enforcement and I have two guys that have 10 to 15 and I have two guys that are brand new or less than five years. So I had a wide variety of uh, experience level in my police department. Are you
1: looking for more officers? If someone listening is interested in applying or putting in an application for the North Muskegon Police Department, uh, what's the easiest way to do it?
3: to the North Muskegon um, website and uh, we have the job posting right there but you can also go to the um, MCO's which is the Mission Council of Law Enforcement um, web page to see um, uh, a bunch of police officer jobs out there.
1: Uh, what's the toughest part uh, the, the reward and we know the risk because police officers never know if they're coming home and that is part of the job uh, but what's the greatest reward uh, when you look at your career and maybe how you relay that to your team uh, at North Muskegon, uh, the greatest reward of protecting and serving and being a police officer.
3: It sounds kind of corny, but that's the best part of it, is being able to go to a situation and being able to solve a problem. When you get a chance to make the impact, and one of the things I love about being in North Muskegon out here is that we get a chance to connect directly with the families, and we're able to solve some problems, not to 100%, but you can see a difference when you can go there and be, and be able to um, direct the family to services that are needed, and that's what I think is one of the greatest reward. Also, solving crime—we do have a little crime here—but when I'm able to help somebody who's been a victim and act and get them to come to a successful conclusion or resolution, whether it be prosecution or counseling, whatever um, avenue that may take, but solving problems—that's what I appreciate. That's what I always uh, like, and that's what I try to get my guys to kind of see, um, the men and women, to see how law enforcement works.
1: Everett is the chief of police for North Muskegon, joining us here on True and Blue, a weekly segment on the HUGE show across Michigan presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. As Ed said, a lot of different avenues out there, simple and easy. Google uh, in an area you're looking to put an application in, become a law enforcement officer. They have... Over 4,000 openings across the state of Michigan uh, right now. And, Ed, you've been on both sides of the state and also both sides of the spectrum when it comes to being a police officer. So somebody who's interested in joining law enforcement, you can look uh, for different city situations, and levels, I think, of stress and how far into it you get. Am I correct? Absolutely. That's
3: one of the best things about being in the state of Michigan is that you have a, a wide variety of law enforcement. Whether you want to be a Michigan State trooper or work for a county sheriff up north, there's a wide variety of policing that's out here. And also there are some federal positions. But we would love to have somebody who wants to be in the law enforcement and wants to make a difference in your community. Law enforcement is the way to go.
1: Chief Ed Viveret, uh, Chief of Police for North Muskegon on Michigan's West Coast. Before I let you go, I know you're a huge Lions fan. So how many wins for the Lions this year? I'm going to say 10. 10 and 7? 10 and 7. Well, I expected more out of you. You're such a big nope. Lions fan. Yep. That no, concerns I'm real- me. I, I got, <laughs> I, I'm got. i getting the Ed, Ed Vivaret vibes now. I'm going to have to downgrade on my prediction after meeting you at the Chiefs convention. I was ready to plan the Super Bowl parade down Woodward in Detroit.
3: I've been a fan too long and um, have rode that bandwagon too long. Ten to seven, make it to the playoffs, and we we'll get our first playoff win under the coach in uh, the leadership of Dan Campbell. All right, and you're going to see a big turn. So thank you.
1: All right, well Ed, uh, good good to hear your voice again. You're a good man. Thank you for serving and protecting, and uh, to all your officers in North Muskegon and across this state, what they do for us, I appreciate it.
3: I appreciate you guys, and I really appreciate taking time out of your day to help us recruit.
1: All right. We need help out here. Yeah, back at you, Chief Ed Vivaret, North Muskegon Police Department. True and Blue segment, something we do every week uh, at this time on the HUGE show across Michigan. It's our partnership uh, with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And remember, over 4,000 jobs are out there. Stop by your local police department, county sheriffs, and go to the state of Michigan website for the state police. If you're interested in law enforcement, uh, you'll find out what you need to do, how to serve and protect. Uh, just Google the police department in your local area. We are back live on a Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday. On the way, a couple hours of Lions off-season conversation with Jeff Risden from the thelionswire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, he'll join us in studio. If you have a Lions question, at Hube Show. On Twitter, The Hube Show. On Facebook, all of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They play their home games in downtown Grand Rapids. Check out the schedule and more. Just search Grand Rapids Gold and also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roadshow reminders tomorrow, 3 until 6. Superfly, we're live at the GR Boat Show that opened up today at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. It runs through Sunday. Then on Friday... Faith Over Fear, the Gabe Ogdoll event. He's a Grand Rapids West Catholic High School basketball player. He has a benign tumor they the raising awareness and money. And the Grand Rapids West Catholic girls game will start at 6 on Friday. They're one of the state powerhouse teams. The boys will follow. Good squad there on the west side of Grand Rapids. And the HUGE show will be live statewide. We're there for the Ogdol family and the West Catholic uh, family. That will be on Friday, 3 until 6 inside uh, the West Catholic Athletic Complex on the west side of GR. Faith over fear. I love that theme. And I love communities, and I love how they step up. I just got word from 96.5 The Cave, our affiliate down in Adrian, Southeast Michigan Superfly. They told me that... They're encouraging Adrian University or Adrian College is encouraging people to wear green tonight for the Alma basketball game. How cool is that? Our state steps up when it hits the fan. So thank you for that update from our friends on 96.5. The Cave in Adrian in Southeast Michigan, a great sports radio station. I mentioned from WHTC in the Holland area on the west coast of Michigan, that Hope College is encouraging both sides in their rivalry with Calvin to wear green tonight in support of Michigan State University. They do have the vigil tonight in East Lansing uh, at The Rock. The hearts are real uh, throughout the state of Michigan. They really are. Because what happened at Michigan State defines what we all feel no matter The color of our skin, our religion, our political affiliation, that we all care. Define law enforcement and first responders and what they're willing to do. Johnny Brand Sr. wrote a great tribute to law enforcement and the first responders on his Voice for the Badge page. If you support law enforcement, you need to follow that. Just search Voice for the Badge on Facebook. If you miss any of our interviews, any of our opinions, podcasts, or hours, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts.
0: Big Bad Huge